So remember, call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore. Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Happy Halloween to all you listeners out there this week. It's Ooh. Halloween right now as we're recording, isn't it? It is, which is kind of underwhelming still in Australia, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I expected more kids knocking on the door. I wanted to give yeah. children candy, well, but apparently I, I haven't had the chance yet. Apparently, you're supposed to put something out the front. I didn't know this. Well, we had a letter in the mail saying, here's a balloon. If you would like our kids, if our kids can come to your door and get free lollies. Please put it out the front. It's cool. It's like a little exchange program. Yeah. Balloons for gifts. We did it. Still no kids. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Anyway, I love Halloween. I've always wished that Halloween was going to be a thing in Australia. Now, mm. I'm. T- are we too old for it yet? Yeah. Well, I'll try. I think. I think like once you pass fifteen. So that, you reckon if a guy rocked up in a Simpsons outfit at your front door tonight when you got home, you wouldn't give him lollies? Like a fully grown man. Fully grown man dressed as I don't know Duff Man. I'd be a bit concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give him something. A restraining order, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, today we're here to review Mr. Plow, an episode that I knew it was a classic, but I forgot just how much of a classic it really Hang was. Hang on, sorry. So, we're not even going to talk about my new headwear. We're going to talk about everything. It's all right. We're going to get to it. Your oh. headwear, we'll get to it. Let's discuss it. The headwear. Tell brought, us about it. Well. Well, we're, we're filming this at the moment anyway, so you can actually talk are. to our Patreon. We are. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> I thought, I went out today and I thought, I, I need like a hook. Or I need, you know, a little... A gimmick? A shtick? A gimmick, like the wet bandits yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have got flooding flooding houses or coming back later as the sticky bandits, obviously. I thought I need a podcasting hat. So that's that's what I've got. Show, show the listeners out there. Do you want me to get up close show to the, the camera? Yeah, get close to the camera. Mitch is getting up now. Phone's gone. Here we okay, go. Here we go. See, this is my little... Get closer. Get, get closer to the camera. Get closer. Here he goes. Look at that. Now, what do you call this? It's a podcasting hat. Just a podcasting hat. What's the actual d- term for it, though? I think it's a flat cap. A flat cap. It's, it's kind of like it's a, what Martin gives Bart as part of the outfit in Radio Bart. Very similar, but not quite as preppy. You need to have the blue shirt. Where's the blue shirt? That would have been fit. You would have been dressed for Halloween. I then. don't want to be a full, be- a full blown douche about it. I just want a nice hat. <laughs> you walked in. You oh, don't want to be a douche. You walked in. Like my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I think I pull it off. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. I didn't say think. <laughs> So let's plug Patreon before we get into today's review of Mr. Plough. So last Friday we launched Patreon. Thank you to everybody who has already joined up. I, I did not expect that much of a response so quickly. It's unbelievable. It's been phenomenal. Like, yeah, like, it blew my mind. Yeah, so we've had like, I think it's about 70 people sign up already. 68. Not that I'm counting. 68, is it? Nearly 70. Mm. Anyway, so for as low as a dollar a month, you can help support the show. So for a dollar a month, you're going to get a happy dude voice message. Recorded by the one and only Mitch over By here. one very happy dude. On the, did you do it after cricket training, like on the way to the car or something? I, I think I did it in the it car. It sounds like keys were rustling in the background. Yeah, there's out. a little bit of jangling. I thought that that <laughs> kind of... Honestly, I thought that that helped the aesthetic of it overall. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, what else do they get? They get entry into... Entry into a free monthly prize draw. Yes. Well, well I say free. It's a dollar. Yeah. But <laughs> entry into a monthly prize draw where we'll be giving out... Um, prizes exclusively to our Patreon supporters. So yep. for as little as a dollar a month, you give a little bit of support our way. Uh, not only that, I think we're about we're a little bit over halfway there. Once we get it up to five hundred bucks a month in donations coming in, we'll then probably just do it anyway. <laughs> well, just as a we celebration, live to give. <laughs> um, then we'll be yeah giving away Simpsons merch or memorabilia or DVD prize packs or whatever it might be. You're gonna get a, you're you're in the running for one prize every month just by giving us a dollar. This week's prize or this month's prize was two tickets to see Matt Groening at the Opera House this weekend. Yeah, holy shit! It's, yeah. We're not talking like a keychain or something like that. We're, we're giving away <laughs> with some our pr- faces on it. <laughs> Giving away some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so that's only for a dollar a month. Because I feel some people would have thought, I want to donate to the show, but I don't want to seem like a douchebag and only donate a dollar. Mm. We appreciate every dollar yeah, you do. Yeah, feel free. Yes, it really helps further the show. So for one dollar, you get access into the monthly draw and you get the voice message from Mitch, plus, you know, just eternal happiness. And for $2 per month, that's where you get some, that's where the goodies start, so, isn't it? Yeah, two bucks a month and you're going to start getting uh, access to our bonus reviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Cape Fear is the one at the moment. Yep. And today, what are we recording? Uh, today, we're going to be recording a review of Halloween of Horror. Yes. So, it would keep the Halloween theme alive. Yeah. Hol- you say Halloween? Yeah. I say Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Oh, no, it sounded like you can, said Halloween. can go either like, way. Anyway. A, a listener <laughs> pulled you up on pronouncing wolf, woof recently. Yeah. Yeah. 
I realized last week when I said Futurama, I said Futurama. It sounded weird. It's no, Futurama. I thought, am I going to re-record myself saying Futurama just for that sake? I <laughs> that thought, would have uh, been so good. I can't be bothered. Have you ever watched Futurama? But yeah, so $2 a month, you get access to premium podcasts and you pay a little bit more, you get exclusive videos such as this one and stuff. We might just throw this up for the $2 guys as well, just yeah. so you can check it out. Exclusive videos, watching us do the podcast. You know, We're going to do some Let's Plays in a few weeks' time. It's going to be great. Plus, we do the movie review podcast and what are we doing this week? This week, or this month, I should say, one of, if not the greatest comedy of all time, Dumb and Dumber. Yes, we're about to review Dumb and Dumber. I, it's, I think it's my favorite comedy movie of all time. It's very hard to come it's, close. It's right non-stop up. laughs, non-stop. It is non-stop laughs. It's it's right up there with the very, very, very best of them. It just defines comedies of the nineties. I feel. Yeah, you think comedies of the nineties, Dumb and Dumber is just it's, up. There. It's peak Jim Carrey. Like, yeah. if you're going to look back at com- comedic actors, Jim's going to go down in history as being one of the the best and one of the funniest of all time. And this is his best and funniest movie by far. And Jeff Daniels is known for being a serious actor, but you can't take him seriously after no. movie. He's always going to be Harry. <laughs> it's it's so hard. It was so hard watching Speed for the first time, having seen Dumb and Dumber first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what, what's this guy doing? Same with Keanu Reeves from um, Bill and Ted. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you're not an action star. You're not a cop. You're Ted. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Plough, so what were your uh, thoughts sorry, about Sorry, well, before I get to that, I wanted to point out quickly okay, yeah. about the $2 guys. That if you, you know, for all listeners out there, and a couple people have questioned, so just to reiterate, those episodes, the Cape Fear re- reviews, you yep. will still get access to those when they come up chronologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not subscribing. So don't stress, we're not holding anything back from you. There is some exclusive content, though, that we are doing on the side. So, little bits and pieces that you won't get. But the actual full-blown episode reviews, those you're still going to receive. Last week, we did our little wrap-up of the season premiere of Walking Dead. That was yeah. just a little extra stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, Something on the side. Yes. And we're going to be doing some shout-outs because everyone who donates $5 or more mm-hmm. gets a shout-out in the podcast. So, stay tuned for that. Your name will be read out. We didn't another, expect so many, but an, you know. Another very, very important thing to cover off. So, the two bucks, you get access to those, uh, the download link access, basically, to those episodes 30 for days. 30 days. You yep. can save it to your computer or whatever you like yeah is it 10 bucks a month will give you access to the the full entire back catalog so there's no time limit on it you've just download it and you've got everything for ten dollars you get all the previous rewards all the exclusive videos everything else plus you get access into our monthly google hangouts that we're going to start start doing Mm. so we'll be chatting to you all live live streaming i'll be doing mine from america so i'll have to join from america when i'm over there but mitch Mm -hmm. they have the internet there i hope so otherwise we are in trouble okay good (laughs) so mr plow what were your thoughts? Uh, love Mr. Plough. Oh, like, fantastic. It's uh, just one of the best. Like, it's one of those ones that I actually, when you, you know, you sent me a message going, let's record Mr. Plough on Monday, I was like, oh shit, am I up to Mr. Plough already? Like, it, it yeah. was, it's just so exciting to be Mar- able to. Marge versus the monorails in two weeks. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all happening. The um, the first things that kind of jumped out to me is like my first main memories of the song, were the, the uh, sorry, of the episode, were the song. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mr. Plough, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plough. The. Obviously, Adam West and pure West. Why doesn't Batman dance anymore? <laughs> Remember the bat to see? <laughs> and then their faces. Yeah. Just like, let's step away quietly. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. I always remember that. Do you come with the car? Yeah. That's one of the classics. Oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember Barney being such a dick. He was, mm. he was, he was a terrible person in this yeah, episode. I remember that. And Homer... I guess Homer should have saved him because it was his fault for him going up to the mountain. Mm. But Barney kind of deserved, not to die, but deserved a bit of comeuppance. He definitely deserved a comeuppance. Yeah. Homer was trying to steer him in the right path. And, and the best thing he could come up with was to shoot out his tires and yeah. steal his idea. And then the, the yad, smashing the Homer. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here, Barney? Yeah. Anyway. Favorite moment from the episode? My favorite moment, I loved Grandpa's outfit as Old Man Winter. Mm. I don't know why I loved it so much. My favorite line, though, from the whole thing was the. We can go outside again. I'm cold and frightened. <laughs> I loved it. That's not a bad one. My favorite line, and I forgot it was in this episode, yeah. but it is one of my favorite lines of all time ever spoken on The Simpsons. And it's, don't tell him you're at a bar. But what else is open at night? It's a pornography store. I was buying pornography. Before I did the review, if you had to ask me what episode that was from, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so good. So good. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. <laughs> It's, it's the first love- time in a while we've had the Homer talking to his mind. It is the first time in a while. But I, I just love the fact, like, it's the thing that you would normally be embarrassed of. Yes. Like, oh, I can't say that I was at a pornography. It's a pornography <laughs> store. <laughs> like, the way he enunciates it, you yeah. just make sure that every syllable is clearly heard. <laughs> I wonder if Dan was told to deliver it like that as well. Um, I don't, It'd be an interesting one. If, like, like, how not- do you direct that? Well, would you have to? Like, an actor that good, yeah, true. like, just might 
you would think he would just know the the way to milk the comedy out of that. He line. knows the character of Homer by now as well. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe would have done three or four different line reads until they found the one that they liked the most. I thought the episode was great use of guest stars, like you said, Adam West, mm. but just the way they include Linda Ronstadt as well. Fantastic. Mm. How good was her version, the Spanish version of, yeah. of the Plow yeah, King? Yeah, that was really cool. Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It just sounds really, really good. One thing I did notice as well: no subplot. Yeah, no. How often does that happen? Not very often. Yeah, it's rare. Like you'd, you'd particularly be in the golden era, there's always one a subplot. Ten. Yeah. Maybe because Homer was the main story in this. Usually Homer's the subplot these days. Yeah, it's true. He's normally got a scheme. And I, like I, guess, the, I guess because there was so much happening in the main story, it was, there was just, just no wasn't room. needed. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So a few facts about... Or do you want to do trivia first? Facts or trivia? I'll do facts. Facts, facts, facts first. first? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've actually got a shitload of facts. So do you want to do trivia first? Well, just, just be... Just keep it true. Keep, it, keep <laughs> okay. it to your best. So when the episode was being written, many writers' contracts had just expired. So there was a small number of writers at the annual story retreat. Mm-hmm. Algin was very, very nervous about how they could write a whole new season with such limited staff. Now, several scenes were added after the animatic, making the schedule even tighter. Mm-hmm. I'll get to those in a few moments. John Vitti, who directed the show, I believe, or wrote it. Did, I think he wrote, he wrote it. Yeah, yep. he, uh, he pitched almost the entire plot by himself. His inspiration came when he noticed that very few TV shows had snow-based episodes unless it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. Or Christmas, And he yeah. wanted to, to do that with The Simpsons. He wrote Adam West into the show, into the car show, purely, purely because to he wanted him. to meet him. Yeah. And all the other people on the show were just so happy because they all loved Adam West yeah. as a kid watching Batman. Al Jean said that Adam West as a guest was the most excited he saw the writers. Okay. Like, of all the guests that they had... Oh, sorry, not Al Jean. It was Matt Groening. Matt, Matt Groening was yeah. saying that of all of the guests they ever had, he was the one that, that, that all the writers were the most up I just, and about for. I just feel like... Adam West really got into the, the, the character of the show, like who they wanted him to be. He was mm. being a weirdo, but it's like he embraced it. Yeah. Well, Adam West has got a phenomenally good sense of humor yeah, about yeah. himself. I wonder if he was even doing that, whether it was him. I think he would have been. Oh, how great would the footage be if they filmed him actually doing the back two scenes? Would have been fantastic. Oh my God, I wish that kind of stuff was available now on YouTube. Uh, Linda Ronstadt was recorded in San Francisco. John Vitti was sent to do the recording. He reckons that one of the most beautiful things he's ever heard was her doing the Spanish version yeah. of Plow King. He really, really loved it. Uh, two script changes that put extra pressure on the episode were a post-animatic rewrite and a complete character change. In the original script for the episode, Lenny was going to be Homer's competition. It wasn't going oh, to be Barney. Okay. But they felt it didn't fit the character of Lenny. No, it doesn't. I can't envision it it's at all. Too, too much of a pushover nice guy. Yeah, Lenny's too nice. Yeah, it was kind of odd for Barney. I, I guess it was so out of character for Barney. It's what made it so funny. Yeah. Hey, he just became... He was wearing a diaper and now he's the Plow King. Mm. Anyway. Uh, the post-animatic rewrite was to include the joke in which Homer uses the radio dial. And apparently Conan O'Brien wrote that and they loved it so much they just yeah. had to slip it in at the last minute. Uh, the Simpsons team encountered trouble with the network sensors in the scene when Homer gets the phone call and he says, no, I'm Tony Player from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, they were gay. Yeah, and they reckoned that was going to be defamation if, if they actually said that. But because they said no, they were it was actually to, implied. Yeah, they were able to argue that you couldn't prove who he was saying was gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this episode contains several references that Algene referred to as very obscure. Oh, I've got them written down, okay. so let's not waste those now. Oh, okay. Do you want to do it now? No. Okay, then we won't write. In order. <laughs> okay. The re- what about the revamped Mr. Plough commercial? Have you, you know the facts about that one? Well, it's a Citizen Kane parody. It's a parody of a similar perfume commercial that aired at the time of the episode's production. Oh, okay. Now, the music that... There's also a Citizen Kane okay, reference yeah, yep. in there, but... Which know. is what? I don't know. The snowball. The snow globe oh, falling out of, of his hand yep, as he yep, whispers yep. Rosebud. The music that was used in the commercial, the second one, was from Custa Diva from Vincenzo Bellini's movie Norma because the Simpsons crew would not have to pay for it. At the time the episode was made, Russia did not abide by American copyright laws and in return, America did not respect Russia's copyright laws. That bit a little while ago where I said, just give me some of the most important facts. <laughs> have you just entirely glossed over that? Carnival of the Stars is apparently a parody of Circus of the Stars, which is apparently yeah. was a thing mm. on CBS 90, from 1976 to 93. Doesn't surprise me. Like, they actually had celebrities doing circus stuff. Yeah. We had celebrities on fucking ice skates. Like, yeah, I guess. Z-grade celebrities will do anything to get on television. <laughs> Nothing surprises me in that regard. Um, these are all parodies, so I'm not going to mention that because I'm going to spoil it for you. So, I'll leave it. That's all the facts that I've okay, got for good. this week. <laughs> if, I, if I miss a parody, feel free to point one out as yes, we go along. Yes, I will. Okay. So, Trivia. Time for the trivia. This is one of my oh, favourite parts of the whole episode. Sorry, just just quickly. My yeah. little fact that's okay. actually maybe a little bit more interesting is that oh, <laughs> is, um, Conan O'Brien had previously worked with Adam West prior to this episode. Yeah. Okay. Now, people might not be aware of it. I'm sure I've mentioned it at least once before. But in what is, hands down, the single greatest um, pilot episode of a sitcom that never got picked up and went to where, you can find it on YouTube called Look Well. Okay. Uh, Who was it starring? Adam West. Ad- but anyone else? Or just Adam no, West? No, just Adam West. Star. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did he look well? 
He did. So he he played. I think it was Ty Lookwell was his character. Okay. So basically, Adam West played an actor who the used pun. who used to play a TV detective, but was no longer on air, but had taken to trying to solve crime in his real life. So he sort his of elements ad- of Batman there. adopted his detective persona, <laughs> yeah. just in real life. That's awesome. It was fantastic. It's like, is honestly. So it's really funny. It's one of the funniest twenty-two minutes of TV I've ever. And Conan watched. wrote that. Yeah. I'm surprised you've never heard of that. Fucking hand, fantastic. Why do you think it wasn't picked up if it was so great? Is it funny because Probably, you find it funny? No, no, no. no, no. It's just we'll, funny We'll watch it later. Okay. I'll, I'll sit down and show we'll you something. We'll do a, a special bonus review of it. We can. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was too funny for commercial TV. Like you had to too be, funny for commercial TV? It was one of those ones you had to be paying attention to, to enjoy. It, it was really similar in tone to Police Squad or something like that, which was not... Like, that only lasted six episodes because... People, you love that people, show, don't you? It's one of the best things well, I've ever seen. Is Leslie Nielsen, is that the yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, is that, anyway. So that, that was your fact? That was my fact. Just yeah. that, Conan, that was a good fact. Conan and Adam had worked together I learned something, the viewers learned something, the listeners learned something. Mm. We all learned something. So, what's your first trivia question? My first trivia question As is... you sit down that beer. What is the name of the motor company that Homer bought the truck from? Kumatsu? Yes, Kumatsu okay. Motors. Yeah. Uh, what is the pig's name? Zeke. Zeke, yes. Nice work. Which Hawaiian island was Ooh. Celebrity Circus or whatever it's ah, called? No, I didn't write that down. Or Carnival of Stars. Uh, Molokai. Molokai. Molokai Islands. Where Lepizana I don't know problem I, anymore I, I, or something? I don't, yeah, where Lepizana problem. I don't know if that's a real island or not. I didn't look that up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore. Uh, how many hectares on a single tank of kerosene can the car go? <laughs> 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 no, I'm lost on that. 300. 300. Jesus, that's... that's Put a, it in H. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the number for Mr. Plough? Klondike 5, 3226. Yeah, well done. Now, I've got a bit of a fact about that. Apparently, triple five is a number that is included in many North American TV shows, films, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just a comedy n- number. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it's a fake number. It's not so much a comedy number. It's just... It's not real. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a real number. And it can't possibly be a real number, so they throw it into TV. The only reason I learned that is because I didn't know what Klondike meant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, KL being the numbers yeah. on the number five. You used to have a Nokia 3310. You should have known how to text. Yeah, I guess so. I used to love making the ringtones and make polyphonic ones. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> anyway, uh, my next question. Take you four and a half hours. <laughs> uh, what time did uh, Homer's commercial first air? 3.17 a.m. Yes, that is correct. My next question is, what time did Homer's commercial first air? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who watches TV at that hour, according to Homer? <laughs> um, what two existing companies do the ad... You didn't know, that was my next question. Huh? That was my oh, question. was that actually a question? Um, <laughs> he says three three types of people. Ah, uh, no, nah, I didn't. Alcoholics, the unemployable, and the angry loners. Okay, yes, nice. Um, the my final question: Homer goes to an ad agency for his second commercial. What two existing companies do they represent? I don't know. There were posters up in the wall in the background: Duff and Laramie. Oh, okay. I just know that he made the commercials where two annoying people talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. My final questions: two more. Oh, the phone number. Here's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> and how much does Homer offer at Widow's Pete for Barney to go up there? A million bucks? $10,000. $10,000. And who was asleep on the couch, according to Homer? Which president? Uh, um, Carter. Carter. Right. <laughs> and that's what Barney gets. Races yeah. out of the spa yeah. to go. So, the original air date was November 19th, 1992. The chalkboard gag was, a burp is not an answer. And the couch gag was, the family run in and the chair is very, very small, so they all have to jump on and share it. Kicks off with the Carnival of the Stars. Sorry, Sorry. just a, an insight into Halloween in Australia. I just got sent a message from a friend going, fucking kids knocking on my fucking door for fucking candy. <laughs> Fuck off. I, I hope that my kids get to experience Halloween. Because I, I never did. I hope people do knock on our door. Otherwise, I'm going to be eating a shitload of Maltesers for the next <laughs> the, the $2.30 bags. Uh, from- I, I think Ash went out and spent about $40 on chocolate. That's ridiculous. So, it kicks off the Carnival of the Stars, hosted by Troy McClure. Did you notice here that he says, you may know, uh, remember me from Erotic Adventures of Hercules? Yeah, one, I, one of the few times we actually see a movie that he's referenced. And it's already happened in the show. Mm. Yeah, so they knew they were doing it. I don't mm. know if they've ever done that uh, since. Well, maybe I, once or twice, but it's certainly rare. Not that I can remember anyway. There's a couple of things that we mentioned last week that we asked the listeners to write in about. I'll mention them during the mailbag, a couple mm-hmm. of things that we got wrong. And they corrected us, so we'll get to that a little bit later. So, as the Lansbury chick's walking on hot coals and... Lansbury like, chick. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time ever that Angela Lansbury has been referred to as the Lansbury chick. She was fucking 60, even when she was popular. <laughs> uh, she's walking on hot coals. How can someone abuse their body that way? Uh, Mo walks past with the brine. Mo, don't throw out <laughs> don't that brine. <laughs> Drinks it. Crusty then's getting a TV movie made about himself. Mm-hmm. It's so much like TV these days. There's so many telemovies being made about famous people like Peter Brock, 
Molly Meldrum. Is Peter Brock getting a television? It was aired like last week. Oh. Yeah. What was it called? Brock. <laughs> Creative. <laughs> like Molly Meldrum. Molly. Molly. <laughs> I'm assuming Shane Warne's upcoming one's going to be called Warnie. Warnie. <laughs> Same writers, obviously. Yeah. Um, Krusty is then attacked by lions, but the kids are just more interested Little, in watching. Okay, first of references. That was a Siegfried and Roy. Yes, with the yep. white tigers, yeah. Yep. He gets attacked by the tigers. Because did they, did they get attacked about the same time this episode aired, did they? I know they got attacked at I some point. I don't remember when they got attacked. I don't know if it was at the same time. I think that was early 90s. That would be traumatizing. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> a but tiger looking at me the wrong way would make me shit my pants. It's lasted <laughs> as fodder for comedy for like 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shouldn't be comedy. It shouldn't be comedic <laughs> in any way. People are attacked by tigers. It shouldn't be. There certainly won't I be. I suppose that. Do no they one's deserve gonna be, it? No know. one's going to be making fun, like, you know, little hilarious references to getting attacked by a gorilla in 10 years time Harambee style like what is it about Siegfried and Roy that means it's okay to make fun of someone being mauled by a tiger well were the tigers shot dead afterwards I presume so surely you can't like like if my Labrador heaven forbid happened to bite like a little kid on the hand he's probably going to get put down if a tiger nearly fucking kills someone (laughs) I would think at the very least it's going to have to be you'd consider it it's got to be sedated yeah yeah exactly the kids are more interested, though, in not watching Krusty get attacked by lions. They'd rather watch Bumblebee Man. Well, I liked it, how jaded they were. It's like, yeah. oh, they're going to be chewing on him for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that sort of meant to be a joke at TV? And how kids are desensitised to violence these days? Yeah, a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and just boredom of TV. And oh, But I also like, it's almost like a commercial break. You're like, well, we've probably got five minutes <laughs> before we'll miss anything. For wrestling listeners out there, wrestling fans, it's like when the, the women's division starts. <laughs> They until recently, when the women's divisions actually been taken seriously, they were always referred to as the piss break. Because like bra and panties matches, you're like, yeah, this is going to go nowhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you just go to the toilet. Anyway. They always threatened to show nudity, and it never happened. No, they did. That was no, there were a few times. What, no, it would have been blurred out. You no, no, no. They, the first time I actually saw a pair of boobs on television was when the cat took they, a bra off. You mean they'll blur out Steve Austin giving a thumbs? These like, days giving, they will. Giving I'm the finger. 1999. I'm again. Okay. Long time ago. Anyway, so I do. You, Grossest story ever. An 80-year-old woman flashed her boobs in the wrestling once and it wasn't censored out. Yeah, Mae Young. Legit. Boobs were down to her belly button. Who the hell is Mae Young? Oh, you don't watch wrestling, man. <laughs> it's just an old woman. <laughs> so Marge calls Homer at most, says it's time to come home. If JR ever flashes his boobs, then I'd watch that's the end shit. of television. <laughs> she says it's snowing a lot. You need to come home now before it gets too bad. Homer, you know, comes home eventually, driving home, crashes his car. Great hmm. reveal. I completely forgotten why he got the plow. Yeah, so right. when he crashed the yeah. car, I was like, ooh, who's oh, this? Oh, the, the look on the face of the family. The family has a pants to so them. Good. Oh, it's amazing. Because you don't see him pull into his driveway. No, that's what's so, so good about yeah, it. Yeah, so like he gets out, I was like, oh, well, I got him as bad as I got, at least I got him as bad as he got me. And then, yeah, just all of them <laughs> with this gobsmacked expression at the front door. <laughs> it's like the kids when they're looking at the Batuzi. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the little radio gag too when they're making bad snow puns. He's like, take it easy, folks. It's snow picnic out there. <laughs> I snow what you mean. <laughs> You're dead weight, Marty. That is, for Australian fans, that is every time Shane Warne gets into the commentary box. Someone will make a joke, and then he'll make the exact same joke behind it. The insurance guy's there asking Homer questions, so tell me more about this place, Moe's. This place, your favorite Moe's. You, you said you were leaving. This is a, uh, oh, what is, this is a business of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him you were at a bar. <gasps> but what else is open at night? It's a pornography store. I was buying pornography. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. I'm so used to Homer saying to his brain, don't say this, or his brain saying, don't say it, and then him just saying it anyway. Yeah. So when he comes out with this funny response, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Homer then has to get a lift with the farmer, just you know, hitchhiking to yep. work. The pig behind the window. Yeah, good reveal. Pig behind the window with just, his arm. Just so, and like just <laughs> accusatorily looking at him. Like, Old Zeke. Mm. Just... <laughs> Can't trust a pig with the watermelons back there. <laughs> <laughs> just pulling into him. Drives past and we get the um, transition to, what is it, crazy Vaclavs? Mm. Oh, actually, I was going to point the, point out the guy actually driving the truck sounded a lot like the bait. Yes, he really does. Yeah, I was about to say the, the bait thing. salesman. Yeah, I think Hank was just pulling out the same oh, voice. Homer. <laughs> <laughs> you love that guy, don't you? The I bait do. shop guy. Fiery red you, hair. You love the, the, the story. Arms the size of tree trunks. <laughs> So he goes to Vaclavs to get a car. Homer tries it out. Um, so what what country is this car from? It uh, no longer exists. <laughs> put it in H. There's a lot of memes about put it in H. I yeah. never really got into the put it in H memes, but people went crazy for no, it. That's for a, a funny while. quote. Yeah, I guess so. So they go to the auto show. Do you come with a car? Oh, you. <laughs> 
Do you come with the car? Oh, you. <laughs> Uh, but gets into the Bonnie and Clyde car, finds some money in the glove box. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa, I love this, watching the always fourth Always finding things. Yeah. When, whenever Bart's in a historic vehicle. He's always finding stuff that, for some reason, no one's ever thought to open the glove box. Yeah. Anyway. No one checked the service manual. I'm surprised that Bart didn't put that money towards the plough. Terrible son. What did, he, what did he do with the money? That could have been a subplot. Spy camera. Ah, exactly. Yes. A new one. Lisa watches the fourth Reich Motors crash dummy video. That's not <laughs> a crash dummy. This exhibit is closed. <laughs> Homer, Bart, and Lisa then meet Adam West, which we mm. mentioned before is one of probably top three cameos from a guest up to this point. Just because you can just feel like I said he really embraced cameos, the role. yes, just embraced yeah. the weirdo aspect of the who he's supposed yeah. to be portraying in this, and that it went for a while too. Like he sort of expected yeah. it to end, he just kept As going. He, it's like that's going about, not going Batman. Woman's yeah. Oh, you only know about the the new Batman. Here's films. a photo of me and Robin. Who the hell is Robin? Which in 1992, kids wouldn't know who Robin wouldn't is. have known. Yeah, unless you were into the actual comics. And then you think of Robin now as the guy, the character that ruined movies of Batman for a while. Uh, no, I think of Joel Schumacher as <laughs> the man that ruined Batman for a while. <laughs> I just love the pure West. He I didn't loved need it. any molded plastic to <laughs> own my physique. The only Catwoman is um, Julie Newmar. List a couple about, other ones. I was about to say Kitty Flanagan. <laughs> Don't think she was Catwoman <laughs> at any point. I was thinking of Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Homer then comes across the plough anyway, so he scares the kids and they walk away. Homer finds the plough, thinks about what he could do with the plough and get rid of the protesters for George Bush. Yeah, that's awesome. Because he's trying to smuggle some priceless artworks out of the White White House. (laughs) And then he gets sucked into buying it by the wise guy with the... Hey, Pally, this thing doesn't cost money, it makes money. I can't believe I've never used that as a sales line, ever. Yeah, but what what, what do you... You don't sell... Who gives a shit? Say that for anything. <laughs> if you're selling an energy-efficient TV, you could use that line. If I ever get a job as a salesman, I'll have to try and use it once. Like I'm gonna, I tell you what, I'm gonna buy myself a new iMac, like one of those big ass 5K definition ones. And then when Ash says, "What? How did you spend all that? Hey, this thing didn't cost us money. It makes money. <laughs> how?" And then just walk away. And then she questions you. Just go. Whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> see if it works. <laughs> So, we cut to commercial, come back. Marge is very annoyed. If you're going to get mad at me every time I do something stupid, then I guess I'll just have to stop doing stupid things. Good. Fine. I'll never, ever do another stupid thing. Good night. Mm-hmm. Didn't that hurt? No. Homer then, we get the first glimpse of the jacket here. We didn't actually see him go and order the jacket. He just randomly he just got the jacket has it, on. Yeah. He's putting the flies on the cars. The wind obviously blows them away. We mm-hmm. came out to car our cars at the car park at Ford last Friday. There's all these pamphlets in the windows. For financial planners? Yes. I was, oh, seriously? Yes. I said that as a joke. <laughs> no, legit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you piss off. Leave us alone. Anyway. That's, that's a little bit ambulance chasing. Yeah, it's just, it did, came across a bit annoying. Anyway, so then Barney walks up. He's in the You diaper. know what they should have is like JB Hi-Fi. Um, brochures out there. Their I was going to say for people that want to throw all of the money away that they're going to receive. Well, I've noticed JB catalogs everywhere at work lately. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe guys are just interested in spending money. Who knows? <laughs> By the way, JB are not official sponsors of the show yet. Yet. <laughs> Happy to have them on board. As I said, Barney is handing out flies. He's telling Homer these things don't work. Nobody reads them. He's in his diaper. The guy, you disgust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Like things going from bad to worse for Barney and just completely losing his dignity. Yeah, yeah. So yep. the diaper blows off in the wind. He runs around the corner. Yep. Hi, hey, Mum. At church, Homer says he's going to read out a sermon. Just yeah. Capitalise it. This, this is something is you would do, so... I reckon, for the podcast. Yeah, I'd happily do it. I'm um, surprised you the... didn't do it at the funeral. What I really loved about that is Lovejoy's face. Like, Oh, Homer. <laughs> Homer, this is really low. He's just disappointed. <laughs> exactly. He's not even angry. <laughs> I'm just—it's one of those things, though. When your parents are disappointed, it affects you more than when they're angry, because you can't argue back. You're just like, I've really just—I've disappointed. Oh, I've done the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then Lisa suggests get an ad on the local TV station. Mm -hmm. Which do people watch these things? Maybe they did in 1992, but I never in my life have ever watched Channel 31. I presume well, Channel 31 must still have advertising. Yeah. Otherwise, how do they stay on? Like, there's got to be maybe not in Geelong, but in remote. Areas there would be some places where you don't get proper TV still, like like digital reception hasn't carried out that far, or or maybe back in the days of UHF or whatever or VHF, whatever frequency we were on. All of our American listeners out there, let us know. In 1992, was local television still a big thing? I guess Wayne's World was on local television. Yeah, so it must have been something. Anyway, so they get the, she suggests the commercial PBS. Yeah, 
and they watch the Sea Captain's CD commercial. This, Remember this, these things when they used to sell mixed CDs, like yeah. love songs and all that? Yeah. And it'd, it'd play like certain songs during the ads. Yeah, yeah. like there would be a scrolling list of, you know, 50 songs would go up on the TV. And then every now and then one of those Love songs would be air. in yellow. And that would be the song that would play when it hit the Just screen. in case you weren't aware what you're listening to. Yeah. They used to do it with TV shows as well. That was, to- that was like the earliest version of Shazam. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> My first... I, I bought something off that once, but it was TV shows. I bought the Muppets, like five tapes. And then it got oh, to the point yeah, right. where mum was like... We bought five tapes of the Muppets at thirty dollars each. There's two episodes per tape. You ain't getting them anymore. The same thing happened to me with Mash. Yes, I was gonna say Mash was the other one that I got. <laughs> I yes, got, I got three Mash VHSs before my parents pulled the pin. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, you're getting two episodes per tape. It ain't happening. Uh, this is what used to happen, kids. Yes. Of today you couldn't just download shit in the space of two and a half hours. You had to send away for it. Exactly. You had to, and you had to buy a hundred percent hits volume twenty seven to get all your favorite songs on one CD. Uh, exactly, and you buy, <laughs> you'd have three tracks from Mandy Moore that you didn't want, but and you, then but and you then, lived through it. And Two from S to S, but you got it because you really wanted the one from Aaron Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, where were we up to? So the family then watching Homer's ad in the middle of the night, three seventeen a.m. To be mm-hmm. precise. It may be on a lousy channel, but the Simpsons are on TV. Quality, yeah. Another dig at Fox. As I said earlier, Grandpa's outfit in the commercial. I don't know why I liked it so much. But I just love it. Just the ice. I really like the acting from the family. It was and really like, it was as, a good, it was a good commercial. Yeah, like as the the whole feel of the commercial is perfectly low tech, but also about as good as you could have expected them to make it. But going off script, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> you boy. do have a license for this, don't you? <laughs> um, but I love the family with that old man winter. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I'm sore and tired. I'm going to lay down for a while. <laughs> get out of here, <laughs> Kicks you! Kicks grandpa right in the ass. <laughs> get out of here, you lousy season. <laughs> Homer offers a free T-shirt. Now, what was the gag there? I think it was a Stockdale for Veep or something. It was just some, yeah, like you'll get a free T-shirt. Obviously, thinking it'll be a Mr. Plow T-shirt, but it's just some random T-shirt that Homer's got at it's home. Like dirty and scratched yeah. and ripped. And then we get the jingle for the first time. It's Call Mr. Plow. That's Everyone my name. That. that name again is Mr. Plow. That's as good as anything I've ever heard on TV. I don't think there's anyone who lived in the 90s, our age, that wouldn't know that song. Mm. I think just if you're not even, not even a fan of The Simpsons, you would at least have heard of that song. What do you reckon is one of the best radio jingles? I can still... Uh, one of the best radio commercials for catchiness. It's not a jingle. It's the Frank Walker from National Tiles. Uh, yeah, definitely. There are two jingles that I can still remember from when I was a kid. Um, the original Roof Seal ad. Yep. Which was... Roof, roof. It was uh, when your roof is get. It was the most Australian thing in the world. Like when your roof is getting lost between the lichen and the moss. Yep. When your mortar isn't where it ought to be. Yeah. Um, what about... Called 1330. That was the other one I was going to say, Lubinbill. <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're the best two of all time, I think. What about Banana? Banana, banana, make uh, your buddy sing. I don't know. It, I wasn't don't, a, it wasn't a commercial. I don't actually know what that's selling. Bananas. Oh. <laughs> that's actually selling bananas. <laughs> well, what, about, what about Banana Boat? Yeah, Banana Boat's pretty good. The yeah, yeah. Taking off Manamana. There was numerous ones. Mm. Let, it, uh, let us know. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Your favourite radio slash TV jingles of all time. Oh my God, I just remembered one. What is it? Can we play it? Can you rip something off YouTube and play it? Yeah, of course it's it's Jason Alexander singing the theme from the McDonald's McDLT. I've heard him being on a commercial once. I haven't actually watched it's it. It's so great. Yeah, Let's, yeah. Pre Sorry. Seinfeld post. I'm gonna say it must have been pre. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's. Four finger discount is on hold for the next thirty seconds as we bring you this message from our not sponsors. Say so you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The new McDLT. Hot, hot. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. And the cool. Stays cool. The new McDLT. Cool crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together. You can't resist. The hottest taste. The coolest dish. Keep the hot, hot. Keep the cool, cool. McDLT. McDLT. Hot beefy McD. Cool crisp LT. McD. LT. It's a good time. Hot beefy McD. For the great taste. Cool crisp LT. Of McDonald's. Could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. New McD. It was fantastic. So good. <laughs> so good. The hot stays hot. The cold stays cold. McDLT. One of the best product placements of all time from McDonald's in the movie Mac and Me. Have you ever watched that movie? No, I've only ever seen Conan O'Brien oh, when with, Paul Rudd plays it. 
There's a five minute dance sequence inside McDonald's with Ronald what? McDonald and everything. That's pretty. Richie Rich is a good one. Having it in yes. the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, now we're, we're way, way off track. track. <laughs> Where were we even up to? So the Old Man Winter. Yes. So oh, now, that's right. Um, now we play the waiting. Sorry, game. Sorry, before the waiting game. Yep. The other, like the ridiculous risks of clearing your own snow that Homer comes up with. Oh, like, yeah, are you tired of having your hands cut off by snowblowers? <laughs> I love that. You never do a back pain from shoveling snow? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just a perfect community channel TV commercial, isn't mm. it? It's just... Anyway, so now we play the waiting game. I'm bored of waiting. Let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos. I realised on Saturday, we had friends over. No, no, mm. on Friday night, we had friends over. We don't have Hungry Hungry Hippos. That really upset me. I don't anymore, but I mean... Played the shit out of that when I was a kid. Oh, great, and there, there would be arguments over that. How do you argue over hungry, hungry hippos? Well, you know when you had two hippos. Mm, uh, yeah, and the, my friends used to try and steal my hippos and then claim it. How do you steal the hippo? So I would say this: that one's mine. This one's mine, right? Mm. And all of a sudden they'd go into that one, and my mate would go, "Right, this one's mine now," and just steal the marbles. Well, you can't do that. I know. That's why we would end arguments all the time. You can't be changing your Scumbags. hippo. Hey, I grew up in Norlane, man. I grew up in Norlane. My God. <laughs> <laughs> hungry Hungry Hippos was just an elaborate distraction while while three of your other friends <laughs> stole everything. all of your furniture. <laughs> that hippo's mine and your TV's gone. Yeah. So the montage of Homer plowing everything, the quickie mart, and then the burglars rock up, Snake and the other guy. Mm. Uh, the retirement house where it gets my favourite moment. I'm cold and frightened. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Grandpa has some great lines lately. Last week, I'm cold and there are wolves after me. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get to the school and Martin's just desperate entrance. Yeah. He's made so the good. effort. It's oh, like, awesome. It's like the end of a live or something. Like yeah. He's just forced his way through the snow. Just bang, burst through. You're almost dead. <laughs> I'm afraid we might have to cancel school. Obviously, Homer's then um, towed the bus and home, and Bart then cops it, which is yep. a reference to what? The Godfather. Yes. Marlon Brando getting shot in the street. It wasn't Marlon Brando. It was Sunny. Was it Sunday? Getting, getting shot, shot at the um at the oh the toll booth yeah ah oh, yeah that that does go on for a very very long time and the, I love the last snowball at the end when Bart's already on the ground dead yeah. <laughs> both of those are pretty similar yeah yeah but this one was meant to be a direct parody of the toll okay. booth one but anyway do you like the Godfather movies is that something we should review or are they too long not that we do full in depth reviews or I don't anything, know that they're too long. Um, I heard, no. Which is the bad one? I heard the second one is no, the, the third, third one. one. Third yeah. one's bad. The yeah, yeah. second one is better than the first one. Okay. It's one of the few sequels that is actually improves. Yep. So then Homer gets the key to the city, mm. which later on we realise that, well, we learn that he thinks there's chocolate inside. Yeah. <laughs> but that then, whole kind of scene was like as much, that scene exists purely to set up that joke later on. It's to show the rise and fall of Homer, but there's nothing actually funny going on when he gets the key. It's worth the setup, though. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> and the good transition of him, you know, showing it off at Moe's and everyone's yeah. sort of like idolizing it. Gives him a beer on the house. Yeah. Wow, Mo, you didn't even give a beer to those Iranian hostages. Ah, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Barney is still in his baby outfit. Yeah. Which I thought was great. And then Homer gives Barney advice, you know, go out and do something with your life. So Barney mm. races out. I think he crashes into the bin or yeah, something that's like right. that. How do you think he'll do, Mo? I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. Now, I love this next scene. It's where Marge conceding that Mr. Plough was a good idea in the end and buying the mm. plough was a good thing to do. And then she says, This might sound silly, but just for a change, would you mind... Cutting my nails? Brushing my teeth? No, no. Could you wear the Mr. Plough jacket? Just, uh, for fun. Oh. <laughs> These are the adult moments between Marge and Homer that I love that you see mm. on The Simpsons that you don't see on any other TV show up to that point anyway in regards to cartoons. Yeah. It's just so real. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to ask you whether you and Ash have that kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe this fucking hat that you got now. <laughs> your new version <laughs> of my Mr. podcast hat. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. That'll get the juices flowing. I've read numerous times that this was meant to be their way of saying Homer's plowing Marge. Is that looking too much into it? Yes, it is. Yeah, because there's so many things where the people say, oh, that's the writer's dirty way of saying Marge wants to get ploughed by Homer. No, it's not. It's just, yeah, I thought it was looking too much into it as well. Yeah. I just want to hear your thoughts on it. So, I did like two here, though. Do you want doing something different? Like clipping my nails? Brushing, brushing my, my teeth? teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, and Homer admits that he doesn't do those things. And he doesn't plan to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we wake up the next day. And Homer realizes that I love Homer wakes up in bed, jumps straight out, fully yeah, dressed. Time for He's work. Ready to go. Ready to go. Hasn't taken the jacket off yet. Mm. Um, and realizes that Barney has just stolen his idea, stolen mm. his business. Or, yeah, every driveway's already cleaned. Yep, yep. And Barney rocks up. Nothing wrong with a bit of healthy competition. Shoots the wheels mm. out. Now, dirty where did, dog. Where did Barney get the money? I was going to ask that, credit. but I thought, I know, I know, mm. I know. 
it furthers the story. Yeah. We're, we're it does to, further the story. We've got to stop critiquing the things like that. I know. No, it's it, what we. That's what we do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not gonna get, it, I'm not going to get bogged down on it, but it was my first thought. I went, yeah. Oh, okay. Where, how did he get a loan overnight? Hmm. How does a drunken hobo with no job, except dressing up as, in a baby diaper, Giving get approved? Flyers. Get approved for a car. In fact, how did Homer get a approved? Plow, not just a car. How did Homer get approved? Given that RV Bob has already established that that like <laughs> that alarm is saying sell this man a car and you'll go out of business. Yeah, because the money he got for his car wouldn't have paid for the plow, would it? No, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Anyway, maybe it was all the pornography. Anyway, what he was hocking it on the side, <laughs> then leaving you to find it in the bushes, driving it across state lines to maybe somewhere where it's illegal. So we cut to cut back from commercial, and we get Barney's TV spot where he smashes the Homer cutout, mm-hmm. and Linda Ronstadt joins him. When the snow starts falling, there's a man you should be calling. That's KL54796. Let it ring. Mr. Plow is a loser, and I think he is a boozer. <laughs> so you better make that call to the Plow King. How could you, Barney? And then he remembers that he got Barney into alcohol. I've noted here... Young Barney's voice pre-alcohol sounds a lot like Wernstrom from Futurama. Oh, okay. You know Wernstrom? He's sort of like the uh, Professor Farnsworth arch enemy. Right, enemy, okay. Arch nemesis. Yeah. Gotcha. But he sounds... I, I feel he sounds very similar. Found All you Futurama similar. fans out there, let me know. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Tell me if you think Barney's young voice sounds like Wernstrom from Futurama. So then Flanders has Barney do his driveway for him. One second. A little Jekyll and Hyde reference. Oh, the, the face changing. Yeah, the yeah, face changing yeah. when he has the beer. I was going to mention that, but you told me not to. I'm sorry, mm. I skipped over it. I told you I'll point them out <laughs> as we go along. <laughs> Flanders, as I said, had Barney do his uh, driveway for him. Homer rocks up. How could you, Flanders? He goes, here, you can do it again for him. I love that Flanders being so nice. Like, yeah. Rather than have a confrontation. Yep. Like, here, tell you what, play it again. I was like, I'll take your money, <laughs> but I won't play your driveway. <laughs> then he goes to Adam West. Mm. I did call you 45 minutes Ms. ago. Mr. West, you said you had a job for me. I, I love... And they did it when you first see Adam West, but the camera angles, like the twisting camera and this pan and yep. super zoom in on his face. And then it, like, in the Batmobile, Such bad again, shape. they play the play the Batman music because they have they have the rights to it at Fox. They don't have to pay anything for yep. it. So, and it is a great theme. Um, Why was the Batmobile in such bad shape? Just because it's old and Adam just West can't afford to look after it? Because, no, no, I think more because in the 60s, it was like one of the coolest cars in the world. But yeah, just like the fact that it takes it into the... <laughs> What's Adam West doing living in Springfield? But like the fact that you take it to the Simpsons universe, so everything has to be a little bit beaten up. Yeah, yeah. So Homer gets the phone call from the delinquent accounts from Komatsu Motors. Mr. Plow, that name again is Mr. Plow. Hello, I'm calling from delinquent accounts at Komatsu Motors. Oh, you want the Mr. Plow who plows driveways. This is Tony Plow, you know, from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, they were gay. There's no way they could have gotten trouble for this. I know it's it's no. it's kind of implied. Like you know what they're going for here, but they're not actually directly saying it. There's no defamation going on no. there at all. So then Lisa suggests that he tries a new ad, and Homer suggests, "How about a rapping?" Mm. Oh, oh, what? I forgot oh. something. You know, uh, you know, I'm big on tiny details. Did you see the? Did <laughs> you see the? Them, I didn't. Did you see the note <laughs> in front of the phone before the Komatsu Collections guys call up? The note on the phone. Yeah. No. What, no. Do you mean, what do you mean the note on the because phone? Because it's in there for less than two or three frames, Dando. But just in front of the phone, there is a little slip of paper that says, Missed payment, third notice, Kumatsu. So, that's the letters he's received in the mail. As, yeah. In the t- Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much a letter. Like, it was almost like someone was taking down a message. But yeah. So, in the time that the camera whipped from the phone up to Homer's ear for him to say hello, or like Mr. Plough, that name again is Mr. Plough, in that tiny little split second, they went to the effort of detailing that. I had to frame by frame it. I appreciate that. I was really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's great about The Simpsons, just stuff like that. So, then where were we up to? So, Lisa suggests the new commercial. Mm. And Homer says, how about this rap? The rap. It's not that bad. <laughs> it, well, it's not that good. It's not that good, but it's not terrible. Boom, 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 boom. I'm Mr. Plow, and I'm here to say I'm the plowingest guy in the USA. I got a big plow, and I'll move a lot of things. Like your cow if you have one. Stop it right now. Promise you'll never do that again. All right. So embarrassed. <laughs> he thought he was doing something cool. It's not the instant hat backwards. You've got to yeah. have your hat backwards if you're going to yeah. do a rap, especially yeah, in the early 90s. <laughs> Homer then goes to the agency. 
And who are the two businesses? You said Laramie Duff and, and Laramie. Duff. Yep. And they're also responsible for the two annoying voices. Yeah. Homer gives Where them people them. just talk back and forth. God, I hate those fucking ads. And they Homer, still do them. Yeah, I know. Homer punches a guy. Happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wears it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And then Homer, well, we, they watch the commercial, the new art house one, and it's just mm. dog shit. It's just mm. terrible. It just well, makes Dad, no sense. was that your ad? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Homer I gets the key to the city taken off him. The torch has been passed to a new generation of uh, snow plow people. Come on, give me the key. These look like teeth marks. I thought there was chocolate inside. Well, why was it wrapped in foil? It was never wrapped in foil. So the next scene that we get is the uh, Brockman reporting on the blizzard and Arnie Pye dying. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Tell my wife I love... <laughs> Arnie, the ski conditions, please. <laughs> now, do you know that um, when Barney gets trapped, there was a reference there? When he gets trapped. When he's when Brockman's announcing... Oh, yep, 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 okay, we'll get, get to, to that. that one, okay. We'll get to I that. I saw Brockman, I thought, oh, I wonder if he's got calm that one. Your, <laughs> calm yourself down, my friend. Homer then makes the fake call. Because apparently there's record snowfall at Forbidden Widow's Peak, or Forbidding mm. Widow's Peak, whatever Something it's called. Like Homer makes the fake call to Barney, offers $10,000 to do the job, mm. says that the president's having a party up here, blah, blah, blah. Barney randomly having a spa with Linda Ronstadt. No, I'm not saying they're having a party up here. It's on. He says which president is on the note. Oh, on the note. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. president's on the note? Uh, all of them. Yeah. They're having a party. <laughs> so Barney's then in the spa with Linda Ronstadt. Wow. I'll be right there. Barney, I'd like to put a Spanish version of your jingle on my next album. Señor Plan, no es macho, es solamente un borracho. Yeah, you do that. How good does it sound when she sings it? Yeah. I want to hear the full song. Yeah. But so, I just love how, like, someone that's so out of his league and he's just over it. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> so then, um, obviously, Barney goes up there. And this was another jab at Fox, I believe, when Brockman's announcing that Mr. Um, the Player King's been trapped. Fox saw it when they were recording the latest special, Search for Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. But just, like, crappy television. Before we get to Brockman, though, yeah. there's the, the little insert of Homer... Getting some like now that his competition's gone. It's your, one of your favorite lines, isn't it? Thing, things your are favorite work, Homer moments. Things are looking up for Homer again. Yeah, and yeah, you get that. Please don't scrape my asphalt. Kiss my asphalt. So then I told her, kiss my asphalt. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the praise for it? He's so and proud of himself. That is when we cut to Brockman. Yeah, and the parody that you were so wanting to be clever and point out was uh, Walter Cronkite announcing the news of JFK's assassination. Yes. So, we get Brockman. It's got like a very kind of pastel-coloured newsroom. He's at a desk. There's computers in the back. He's not in his normal, you know, studio. They've drawn it exactly the same. And he's wearing yeah. uh, Walter Cronkite's glasses. Have you ever... If you've never watched that footage... Do it. Powerful. Like, to just see one of the most amazing newsmen in the world. It's uh, Like, Walter Cronkite reporting on um, the Apollo missions. And Did he do John Lennon's death as well? I've never seen it if he does, but uh, on Apollo and on JFK, it's just phenomenal to watch, you know, a guy utterly, well, he's not speechless because he comes up with something, but it's just that thing of like... shocked. Yeah. Yeah. In shock. Yeah. He he perfectly encapsulates the nation. It's one of those things where he probably would have been about to go on the news or was doing the news, he gets a piece of paper, JFK assassinated. Mm. It's like, how do I report this? Yeah. It's kind of like for, for wrestling fans, it's when Owen Hart fell from the roof and then the commentators had to report to the viewers... Owen Hart's just died. Mm. Like, after seeing a guy, that's just, it would have been, it, how could you do it? I can tell that you had taken the day off to watch some wrestling pay-per-view today, because I think that's, like, the, no, th- no, no, the no. third for wrestling fans. No, 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 no. When you get in wrestling mode, everything is a wrestling. I didn't <laughs> like, take a day off. We had a day off anyway, but there okay. was just, wrestling's been coming to me for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So, then Homer says, I've got to go save him. It's all my fault. He feels terrible. And he races off. This kind of, this gag here, I thought it was a bit stupid, because they're in the driveway. And I did like that Bart gives Homer a, a, a beer. beer. But Marge says, please don't go. It's not safe. This thing's as strong as a, like a mountain goat or whatever. Or were, they, were they in the driveway? Well, where were they? They were just watching television. I presume they were at the base. Like, I, I, I so, just, they went, so they went with him and then stayed at the base of the mountain. Yeah, well, just purely because of the fact that there was the goat there. I assume that must have been had to have happened. done. Yeah, that's yeah. why I thought, how can they see the goat from the house? Yeah. But anyway, that explains it. So then Homer is driving across the dodgy bridge. Mm. Which reminded me of a great board game. Okay, which one? Temple of Doom. I was going to say it reminds me of the movie, Temple of called, Doom, Indiana Jones. Was it Jones. called Temple of Doom? It might have been called Something of Doom. But the point is, you would. Um, you, firstly, you had to like roll the roll dice. You would make your way across a river if you, and there'd be like little native tribesmen firing bows and arrows at you. Sounds like Temple of Doom, the movie. But then you would get up and you had to cross this rickety bridge and... Uh, 
if a person rolled a certain thing on the dice, they could push down the head of like this of the other end of the bridge. Like there was a cave in the shape of a skull. You'd push that down, and it would make the bridge get all rickety and rock from side to side, and it could toss your player off. Certain bridges, <laughs> certain certain planks had like a little hook that you could put your guy on. It was like it, monkeys. Similar barrel monkeys, yeah, or they'd just be like a little hook. So yeah. if you were on that particular part of the bridge, you'd be safe. But I then, love board games with this elaborate shit going. Yeah, on. <laughs> other planks had holes. Sometimes the rope wasn't there, so you get tossed off down at the bottom, and you'd have to start again. Phenomenal! Such a great game. Like it, it sounds it, like it. It probably cost ninety bucks or something. It would have been stupidly expensive, but it had the most amount of gadgetry of any board game I've ever played. The older I get, the more appreciation I have for board games. Mm. If you get a good board game, they are a lot of fun. Hmm. You get hours of enjoyment out of it. Hmm. Let's have a board game night one night. We will. We'll film it. I've got the Simpsons board games. Let's I've, play them. I've got a few card games that I've... Cards Against Humanity? Well, there's that, but no, a few others. A few little strategy ones. I have Simpsons games. I've got, I've got Monopoly. Obviously, that's a bit... Pff. I've got uh, Simpsons Cluedo. I've got Simps- okay. the, the Simpsons board games. There's a few in there. It's one that's just purely for, drink, for drinking. Drinking mm. games. Simpsons. It's awesome. Okay. So, getting back to the episode. I did find that, um, well, obviously we get the cliff radio gag where the Conan O'Brien wrote where he turns the radio up and nearly yep. falls off the cliff. I did find that... That's Bar- funny. I love how oh, it's hilarious. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Barney gets rescued way too easily. Like for all the trouble, all Homer does is just pull him and he comes straight out. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it, not enough went into actual, the actual rescue of Barney. Homer's pretty tough. <sighs> it's, like, it's like he just pulls him Mo- yeah, coming out. Life or death moments like that, Dando. Maybe they're running Pe- short on time. People can lift. I'm <laughs> sure that's what it was. Yeah, but yeah. People, people can lift hundreds of kilos. From now on, we'll be partners. Barney, that's great. When two best friends work together, not even God himself can stop them. Oh, no. I love the... It's just a literal miracle is how they get out of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a metaphor or anything like that. No, God just melts the snow. And looking back on it now... It is kind of ridiculous, but at the time of watching, I didn't look at it like that. No. Not, it didn't bother me as much as the... What bothered us before? How did Barney get so How much money? Get, that yeah. bothered me. Yeah. But, but this didn't... God, God coming down didn't bother me at all. So then they get the old folks go out again. Um, what is, we can go outside again. Haven't missed another parody, have you, Dando? Oh, the snowman. The snowman melting. Raiders of the Lost Ark star. We're just discussing Indiana Jones. When they open the tomb and Belloc. Is it Belloc? It's in Raiders of the Lost Ark anyway. Yeah. No, so Balak's one of the characters. I don't think he's one of the ones that melts. Anyway. Yeah, and then the, the old folks can go outside. We can go outside again. I look at those teenagers <laughs> <laughs> go back in. Brockman's then reporting that it's record heat in the middle of winter, and yep. says, "What does he say? Something along the lines of." So it was kind of a, an early global warming reference. Yeah, um, it's like yeah. Was global know. warming a thing in 1992? Was yeah. it something? Yeah, something yeah. discussed. Yep, yeah. obviously uh, yeah. greenhouse gas emissions and that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. stuff would yep. have been stuff they were talking about. But um, yeah, like it, it was you know if if 75 degree weather in the middle of winter is the cost, um, you'll forgive me if I don't hand in my old Pontiac. <laughs> so then Homer gets the phone call. Yellow. Hello, this is the Repo Depot. I'm just calling to distract you while we repossess your plow. Oh, yeah? How dumb do you think I... Oh. Do you reckon that would work on fools in the real world? Probably. I think a lot of how, things would how, work on fools. How great would it feel to be the guy repossessing it? That got away with it. And you're doing it. <laughs> you won't it. believe what just happened. <laughs> but then, obviously, it ends with Homer and Marge with the jacket again. Yep. I'll let you end the episode. I just love Homer's weather forecast. You really got to sell that on. Yeah. I love <laughs> so the... Like A-W-N. I love the... When he says that name again is Mr. Plow. And he shakes his ass every time he mm. says it. I just love that little bit of animation. It's just funny. Yeah. But yeah, overall, fantastic episode. Yeah. This would easily be top 10. 100%. Have to be. It's... At, there's no point during the episode do you feel like it's filler. Not one. That's why no. it's not even a subplot. You know what yeah. I mean? It is great. It's truly great. There's not much, not much if anything, that could be improved. What did we learn, Palmer? So what'd you learn from the episode, my friend Mitchell? Uh, ten bucks to get your driveway plowed. Yes, that is true. I learned that um, the whipping sound is a beneficial tactic for salesmen. <laughs> I all <laughs> was watching it last night, and Ash just looked at me with this face that said, mm. <laughs> "Like that was nothing after needed." After what? After the which, which she was like, mm-hmm. was "Yeah." After you bought your camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, apparently after I've bought many things. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you buy something really... You bought a car once, didn't you? No, I, I still maintain I told her about that. 
So it's, that's an ongoing dispute. So it's time for the mailbag. Jamil, Jamil is here. Ooh. Uh, before we get into the full mailbag, though, a few shout outs. Oh yeah. yes. Um, so a few that we've promised to our Patreon listeners. So we, now, we, we mentioned Patreon at the start of the show. And, and anyone and who donates $5 or more, subscribes to $5 or more, gets mm-hmm. a special shout-out Gets on the a podcast. special shout-out on the show. Now, we were thinking, probably going to be a slow uptake yeah. on that. A few people? Yeah, fine. Three or, three or four? Three or five. four. Yeah, that'll be fine. We could probably name them. How many do we have? Uh, it's about, we're going to read out the $10 ones inclusive, like about 40, 50. 40 or 50 people that have decided <laughs> that they want to give us at least $5 a month. So... Uh, what we've, we've decided the is the way to do. We're going to give a group message, but we will name them one by one. So, do you want to read them all? Or should we break it up into two? No, no. Do it I'm, all. At I'm once? gonna. I'm gonna speed read. All right. So we're over by the computer. Mm-hmm. All, all right. But for those of you watching there, we're still we're still recording the video here. You can get a nice little close up of my butt. <laughs> um, all righty. Uh, so we're starting can off we go here. From the top. I'll start off first. All right. Oh, no, no. I just want to do it by yourself. Yeah. Alrighty, I'm, I'm gonna start off with you David. Know, you know, um, REM is the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of the, yeah, <laughs> like that's great. It starts with an earthquake, burns a snake. So this is basically what I'm going to go for. Um, but no, thank you very much to all of you guys, and we want to kick it all off on the first really episode do because we it. promised. And then, as new ones drop in, then hopefully this segment's going to be a lot easier. And you can actually on watch myself. Mitch read it out, read your name on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is really bad um, video. No one will be watching this because it's just my back. But uh, okay, thank you too. <sighs> David Nayer, Jazz Atmaja, Paddy Townsley, Chris Livingston, Empt Olnlich, uh, Jurison Pye, little photo of a cat there, Jennifer McKenzie, Andrew Swan, Jason DeVicentis, Daniel DeVos, Benny Kane, Beth Higgins, Seth Wines, Andrew, sorry, Aaron Petrie, Lachlan, oh God, uh, Lachlan Patton, <laughs> Jack Oliver, Will Corneliuson, that cannot possibly be a real name, Chris, just Chris is in there, John Harrison, just Dylan Haggett, Nicole White, Connor Walsh, Andrew J.M., Slim Johns, Ben, <laughs> Bellas and Guy, uh, Nick Stewart, Susie Plain, of course, you're going to be in there. We love Is it you. Plain or plain? Both. Uh, Dermot <laughs> Sheridan, Will Holmes, Joseph O'Hara, Joseph O'Hara, uh, Jordan Wood, Jerry Johnson, Andrew Johnson, Jordan, Lachlan Dahlenberg, and William Allen. Thank you very much. We can't believe how much support we're getting so far for the Patreon. It's unbelievable. Whew. How much money did I make just by reading those names? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> But we really, really do appreciate As we said, we did not expect it at all. But as we said at the start of the episode, if you want to just support the show for the amount of hours that we put in, you don't have to, but we would appreciate it. You can just $1 a month. And by subscribing for $1 a month, you also get entry into our monthly raffle. So there's really no reason not to, in my opinion. What do you think, Mitchell? No. No, I've subscribed. <laughs> One single dollar we do, you can help support Four Finger Discount. But as we said, $2, you get access to all the bonus podcasts. This week we've got Halloween of Horror Review. The $5 guys get all access into the movie reviews and videos and everything. Let's Plays, everything. So, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount. If enough people do it and there's enough money coming in monthly, then we'll start up some new podcasts. Yes, exactly. We've got Futurama. Not Futurama. Futurama on the way, possibly. And a Seinfeld one. And someone's actually requested The Wire. Oh, thank God. Who? Oh, there was someone wrote it on the vi- on the page. They okay. said, "You, you, C bombs, better do a wire one because I'll listen to the shit out of it." Okay, cool. <laughs> it sounds like Omar. <laughs> no, Omar doesn't swear. No, he doesn't, does he? Please, Omar, come on! I can't believe you've just said that. <laughs> now that guy's gone. Yeah, he, he will have just. He knows that you're a fool, a fraud. <laughs> Who does swear the most? It's bu- oh, Bubs. Um, Bunk would go Bunk, close. Yeah, Bunk. Yeah. yeah, Bubs is the. Uh, he's just. I guess he mm. swears, but he just mumbles a lot. Yeah, he does mumble a lot. McNulty. I mean, McNulty's yeah. catchphrase. Is, what the fuck did I do? Yeah, yeah. So, that's The Wire. A little bit of a tease for The Wire podcast. Rawls? Rawls probably swears a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's our thank you to all of our Patreon people who subscribed. If you subscribe for $5 or more, you will get your name read out on the show. A couple other mentions. So, last week, we said that we weren't sure if Jimbo had actually been uh, appeared at the school yet. And we had numerous people say to us, yes, of course he's appeared at the school. For example, Jimbo Spookhouse at the school carnival. Oh, uh, yeah. That um, was a pretty important one. <laughs> there was another one where he says, hey, ask him a question or we'll have to go back to class. That was Jimbo is there as well. Yep. Numerous times he's appeared at school. So that was that little thing. Also, Bridie Fitzmorris writes in. She said, last week we were talking about Homer as a barber. We're mm. not sure whether it actually been a story or not because it was going to be the subplot for last week. And apparently there's an episode, or there is an episode, where it becomes a hairdresser. It's called Homer Scissorhands, and it's from season 22. Okay, delightful. So thank you, Bridie, for writing in. Now, a couple of mentions. Katie Long, a very passionate listener of the show. She helped us hook up a few interviews, I believe. Yeah. She's tweeted a lot. And still still every now and then. She's a pub- pseudo-publicist. Yeah. <laughs> so, her fiancé's 28th birthday this week. Apparently, I think it was November 2nd, she said it was. Mm, happy birthday to Mr. Katie Long. Uh, Aled. A-L-E-D. Aled? Mm. Aled? 
Aled. Aled to believe that that is correct. <laughs> nice work. So, as Katie Long's fiance, happy birthday, mate. I, you have a, a very lovely lady there. Make sure you look after her. 28th mm. birthday. When's well, the wedding? I have no idea. No, I'm asking him. I, I, don't ask me. <laughs> not, not you. I'm not invited. I'm even moving. You are. I I'm presume sure. we should be. So Patrick Hughes as well. We he, could MC. Yes, we could. I mean, we'll need to be paid for flights. But I mean, weddings are expensive anyway. I believe we helped. Was it Katie get the pig cufflinks? Yeah, we did. Yes. So what's an extra couple grand on top of your overall like 20 grand worth of wedding costs to fly a couple cool dudes over? Why not? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Hughes has written in and he's asked if we can throw a shout out for his best mate, Paul Kelly. And this is the reason. The singer? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> it would be a great gift if you could give him a shout out on the show next week, as it saves me from actually having to buy him something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because, fantastic. It's because you can put that money that you saved towards our Patreon. Yes, no, it's because he um, can't get to London or something to to hang out with his mate on his actual birthday. Okay. So this is his way of giving a present. All right. So happy birthday to the one and only Paul Kelly, great musician. Tremendous, tremendous artist. Um, Fantastic storyteller. Um, maker of gravy. Yes. Um, and I don't know. What else has he done? Silver Top Taxis. This, um, Sponsor his songs. What? Do they? Sil- in a taxi. To a door. In a silver top. To a door. In a silver top. Okay. Yeah, right. What the fuck did you think it was? I don't know. When you came at me with in a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I said Silvertop sponsor his songs. I thought you were thinking of Joni Mitchell. Anyway, so Katie sent a couple of questions through as well. She's asked, what is your favourite birthday orientated episode of The Simpsons? What's yours? Obviously Radio Bard. I know that she mentioned that she in mentioned the email. That, yeah, yeah. So I want to try and come up with something different. Do you want me to say mine? Please do. Well, I, I think. My favourites that came to mind were Stark Raving Dad. Mm-hmm. Lisa's birthday That's sort of the overall subplot Yep And the birthday of Mr. Burns in Rosebud Yeah Whilst it's not a birthday episode Happy birthday Mr. Burns Yeah yep. I love that song Okay Go to hell you old bastard <laughs> Have the Rolling Stones killed Um, It's going to be hard to top those What else is birth? Oh uh, um, Thinking t- Thinking The, the thinking. bowling The ten pin bowling The life in the fast lane Life in the fast lane With Chuck Obviously starts yeah. with um, Marge's birthday Well that ties in to what my answer my next question is, what is your favorite birthday gift given by a character on the show? The, bowling, the ball. bowling ball. Yeah. It's just fantastic. <laughs> well, I know someone else who might want to use it. <laughs> just drops it all over the cake. Got his name in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Or if I thought you might have had the bowling ball. I like the label maker as well because it sets yeah. up the whole episode. Yeah. So yeah, the answer to a couple of other questions. You got any other questions or stories for this week's mailbag, Mitch? Well, I've got uh, William O'Connor who's written in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what did William have to say? In, but just in reference to the... To Mr. Burns looking at Marge on all of the monitors. Ah, oh, yes, I did see this. Well, looking yep. at everyone. I knew it was something started with S. Mm. That is apparently a, a shot that is very similar in the movie Sliver with Sliver. Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to anyone that was able to sit through a movie starring Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin. I like Billy and Baldwin. be able to remember some of it. What about Usual Suspects? I know Sharon Stone wasn't in it. That's Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin. Oh, that's Stephen. Is it? Which one's Billy? Yeah. Billy's, Billy Baldwin is... Oh, all my life, I thought Billy was the Barney Rubble. No, that's Steve. Ah, oh, I like Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes Stephen. <laughs> um, Billy Baldwin and Rick Moranis is Barney Rubble. You're thinking of Viva Rock Vegas, which was the bad one. They're both good. No, the, they're not. The, the first one's better. <laughs> and the, the, the second one had the... the Husband from Dam- Greg from Dahmer and Greg is the main villain. It's hilarious. Yeah, great. Super. <laughs> I, I, I plan to watch it one day. No, um, how do you know it's bad? Then? Billy Baldwin is in Fair Game, uh, which is a bad movie, and Backdraft, which is a good one. Oh, you've told me that's awesome. I still yeah. haven't watched it, but yeah. I actually said to Nicola, I've got it on Plex now. I'm like, we have to watch this because Mitch highly recommends it. Anyway, so. oh, I've got one more little bit about throwing shade. So from uh, Scott Mackey's written. Yes, in. he's written in a bit so, more on shade. I saw uh, this. Big fan of your podcast is truly big in my drive to work. Uh, the part about throwing shade in the last episode caught my attention as Mitch's description made me realise that I'd heard the term before. There's an excellent documentary, a film called Paris is Burning, mm-hmm. which covers the drag ball culture of 80s New York. Uh, they describe shade and reading as well as a bunch of other terms. So I will be on the Netflix to try and track this one down and uh, try to convince my You're wife. Really of, into the whole throwing shade at the moment. I was going to say, try to convince my wife of my ongoing heterosexuality. <laughs> So, if you have a question or something you'd like read out on the air, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Please do not message us on Facebook. It's just impossible to keep track that mm. way. But a couple of people messaged us recently and it's just like, don't, please. You're like, not not if you want it read out. No, yeah. Like, we, you know, we feel, free to, yeah. feel free to message us. But when we, go, when we look for questions, Mitch goes straight to the email. That's the easiest way. Yeah. So, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. 
I'll do the final wrap up now, Mitch. I'm getting tired. I'm getting exhausted. We're still going to do another podcast reviewing Halloween of Horror. Mm-hmm. So please make sure you rate and review us in the iTunes store. It is very, very important. We've had like over 150 reviews. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Really do appreciate it. Now, if you want to check out Patreon, that's something else we would really appreciate. Patreon.com forward slash four-finger discount. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. For those of you that aren't aware how to spell it, it's patreon.com forward slash four-finger discount. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mitch, any final words for our listeners and our viewers? Make sure you get close to the camera as you're doing your final words. Get into the mood. Bit of visual humor. He's got his cord trapped in the couch. I, I do. This is difficult. I'm watching you now on my phone as we live stream. I'm stuck to the stuck to the. This floor. is all improv. Here we go. Right. So Mitch is looking. Here we go. What, what are you going to do for us, man? What are you going to do for us? This. Uh, <laughs> you look nervous, man. This podcast and hat calls for extended periods of getting it on. Shh.